In this episode, we are talking about the ceremony. So as you can see in all my timelines, I normally leave 30 minutes plus um, before the ceremony to make sure that you guys have enough time to transition yourselves to the ceremony spot, um, whether you need to set up lighting or not, or just again, have a chance to set your um, settings kind of alike and check your date and time. That's a good time to do that. Um, so what I was going to say here is make sure, like I had talked about in the earlier episode, stay away from each other, put on different lenses. So whatever you're comfortable with when the bride and bride is coming down the aisle, that's fine. I really don't even care who shoots coming down the aisle. Um, you know, obviously I want you to be confident at it. So test out your lighting with each other. Make sure you guys have the right lens and lighting settings, um, for coming down the aisle and whoever is, I guess, getting the best or feels more confident doing that. That's fine. Though the other shooter needs to have the bigger lens on and shooting the groom's reaction, even if they did a first look. Go ahead and get that groom's reaction. From my personal experience, I bawled like a baby coming down the aisle and he teared up again um, and we did a first look. So it's totally a different emotion coming down the aisle. I always tell the brides um, whether they do a first look or not. It's like, oh my gosh, I'm getting married. So make sure that, um, again, you are capturing that groom's groom's face um, close up as you can when they're coming down the aisle. I've also shot, you know, where if she's coming, if I'm the one getting, you know, all the party and bride coming down the aisle, I can also then turn, you know, kind of stand to the side and turn and see, you know, the groom's face. If I can, if I'm able to get that shot, go for it. Cause you might have a better spot once everyone stands up, it might be hard for the second shooter to get the groom's face. So if you're able, um, whoever's standing in the middle of the aisle and you're stepping, you know, what you do is you step to the side, you step into an aisle or a seat even, um, to let the people pass you, um, you know, you're, you're able to turn then and see the groom and you can get his face and also get coming down the aisle. If that makes sense. Sorry. That was for whatever reason, hard for me to explain. Um, so, um, you know, I would always suggest one of you guys having a zoom lens on and another one having a wide lens on to ensure that you guys are getting, um, different shots. But then again, I've also seen where you both have two zoom lenses on because you guys are far away if you're in a big Catholic church or if you, you know, are outside and there's not a lot of places to walk or whatever you need that both of you have the zoom lens on that's fine too because I also get you're wanting to zoom in and actually get a good view of the groom while the main shooter is getting a good view of the bride or something like that so you know um, just stay away from each other is my biggest thing so you're really really utilizing the second shooter role um, of getting all the different photos and angles and views but Um, That's pretty much it for ceremony. Um, When you are standing in the middle of the aisle getting people down, I would 
suggest smiling this also reminds the people coming down to smile because they're nervous you might be nervous thinking everyone's staring at you but they're really nervous because the show's all about everyone coming down the aisle so um just kind of keep a smile on your face um if you don't you might have you know resting bitch face it's fine but it also makes makes it look like the photographer is now crabby so i would suggest kind of smiling even if it's just a smile once in a while not all the time but especially when they're coming down the aisle that actually might help them to remember to smile because i won't i have said multiple times like it almost looks like they're unhappy coming down that's why also on the way when the ceremony's done and they're coming back have someone shooting them coming back because for whatever reason they're just like ah you know, the wedding's over and I'm smiling now and I look happy. So, um, and of course, obviously we've all had those weddings where they just start without us. Right. And we're kind of freaking out. Um, that's another good reason why to get the people coming back just in case for whatever reason you didn't get them coming down. Um, if something were to happen, um, with your cameras during the ceremony, that is why there's two to three shooters, during ceremony time um and extra cameras around just in case so kind of have that in your back of your mind what are you going to do if your camera goes out on you second shooters be there um you may be like when they're you know kind of watching the the main shooter making sure she's okay um because if something happens to her camera you might have to step in um don't be afraid to just kind of um if they're walking too fast give them the hand like stop right there and take your photo um, especially if like your settings are where you need them to almost be stopped to get that clear focus photo, that's fine. You can even discuss that um, before they walk down and the DJ is learning, or not the DJ, the coordinators um, standing there going to direct them when to go and all that, ask her to or him, um, you know, if it's okay if they if they have enough time to kind of stop. And then walk, or if you need them to stop at a certain by a certain point, you know, because I understand sometimes the um, the the aisle is short, so you only have enough time. Um, I recently shot a wedding where I didn't actually stand down the middle of the aisle, but more they came out of a door and then they literally made a complete um, ninety degree angle to walk down the aisle, so. And the if I would have stand and stood in the aisle, I was gonna get behind them a um, parking lot and cars, and it just looked funny. So I literally shot them walking out of the door. It was a barn, so kind of make your best judgment of you know if if coming down the aisle isn't going to look flattering, you know that straight on, you know make your best judgment if you think you know the. That her coming out of the door or whatever is better. I'm gonna trust you. That's why we um we decided to hire you. So um, maybe if that's the case, the second shooter could you know be a backup of a different angle just in case you know um, something like that. But uh, I think the biggest thing is staying away from each other, making sure that the second shooter or yourself main shooter is getting um, a good view of the groom when the bride comes down. Make sure you get good shots of the bride and the father coming down the aisle. If you can't get anything else as far as them coming down the aisle, make sure you're getting that. Um, 
even if you have to tell them again to stop in a certain spot because, you know, the minute that they pass this line, it's going to be bright sun or something. But in this little section, there's at least shade. Um, I mean, that's a big moment for a daughter and father um, to be walking down that aisle. So that's very important. Um, that kind of thing. So... Um, I think we're to an end point for ceremony. So after ceremony typically is family formals. Um, I normally tell the bride if they can, one, make an announcement after the ceremony's over. If the Smith and Peterson family could stay after in the first couple rows, just to ensure there's no grandparents, aunts and uncles, if they're included in the photos, run away. Um, um, I will also say you know to make a little note beforehand um if they want to send out a message to their family but i will talk more about that in the next episode